0: Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time you're listening to this. Kenny, can, can you hear me okay?
1: Yeah, we got you, Andre. Got you loud and clear.
0: Awesome. I couldn't hear anything. All right, so make sure you edit all that out. Well, you
1: know what? I had stuff. problems. There must be something going on. I had some serious problems early on, I couldn't hear myself, and I had to reload audio drivers and all kind of stuff. So I think it's in the cosmos.
0: Okay, cool. Because I was like, man, I don't hear nothing. I'm usually hearing... Some kind of little background music. Nothing was happening.
1: Yeah, these and, things going. Uh, so, yeah. So, apparently, you got it fixed.
0: Yes. And uh, my guest, her name is Dana Spencer. Okay. I forwarded it to Yolanda, but I'll go ahead and send it to you. Um, her phone number begins with 502. Okay. So, see anybody trying to chime in, it's 502.
1: Okay. And by the way, we are live, so. Oh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So, I'll make sure I don't get give yeah, your whole phone, phone number yeah home I, home that's home.
1: why i said that i wanted to stop you before that yeah
0: okay cool so yeah if you see somebody with a louisville louisville area cop you said in, that's five what
1: or I'll what well I'll, I'll five finish. zero two sounds good so how hey, you so been you brother good. haven't talked to you for a while
0: man it's been a cool minute i am doing well i am doing well doing well my friend
1: good to hear that <laughs> We had a great time on the uh telethon.
0: Hey man, the telethon was 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 amazing.
1: That was that was amazing, was amazing, wasn't it? Yep.
0: That was a that was a whole lot of fun. Whole lot of fun. All right, let me get to the intro of this show.
1: <laughs> Do uh, your thing, right. man.
0: Boom. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time you listen to this podcast. It's me, the DRE, Chef Day Cuisine, coming at you with the Recipe Menu Monday on Intentional Talk Radio Network. Be sure to listen to all the great podcasts of this station, including mine, and anywhere you listen to to your favorite podcast. You can listen live right now at itrnradio.com. You can go down through the site click on the link that says listen live now and you'll be able to jump on and have a great time. We also have a text phone number 682-710-1101. That's 682-710-1101. That is our ITR in text message number. Now what's great about that if you listen to the show live or if you're listening to it recorded. You can still send a text about that particular show. Just put the show that you're listening to in there. Text over to the number, and if you have a question, we can answer. We can answer it next show. Maybe shoot you an email, but we can definitely get those questions answered for you. So, as I go ahead and hop to the show, you always know Chef Andre's show was about health and wealth of the future of my people. And who are my people? You that... Uh, You that are listening right now to the sound of my voice. So I'm just flat out excited to have you on here and being able to move forward. So to start off the show, you know, uh, I'm I'm always going to give a recap of what has been happening and what's been going on. And then I'm going to introduce my incredible guest from my hometown. Uh, I'm just excited about her because she's from my hometown. But um, as you know, I'm a chef. And so in the uh, past week, I've had an opportunity to be part of the World Food Championships. And at the World Food Championships, I was gracious enough to have uh, three teams that participated, uh, all my high school students that I mentor and coach, and had an opportunity to uh, play 16th out of 30 in one category. Um, One category, we came in last place, but that was their first time competing. So, you know, they they, they represented against all the adults, right? And then uh, my barbecue team, my high school barbecue team, uh, we took fourth place overall in the high school barbecue competition. Now, the kids weren't too happy about that because they just have this drive to win. But it was all freshmen and one senior that was on that team. And they took fourth place. So I'm just excited about that. Um, I actually gave up my my golden ticket. So with the World Food Championships, if you're not familiar with it, go to worldfoodchampionships.com is really the whole word. I mean, the whole phrase. And um, it was our 10th anniversary. And so you have to qualify uh, to be invited to it. It's not something you can just pay and be part of it. You have to win preliminary uh, events to get there. So I won what you call the golden ticket uh, for the barbecue round <clears throat> to uh, join the World for Championships this year. But because I was coaching and had three teams, you know, I opted not to uh, compete this year because – you know, their instructors was like, you know, chef, we really don't want to compete against you. And I said, okay, as a former champion myself, you know, it, it, it's like they didn't want to compete against me. So I said, okay, no big deal. Um, then, you know, I won't, I won't compete this year, right? So it was something extremely kind that happened in my, in my mostly, you know, not notable, I guess, a noticeable sacrifice and not competing because I've been competing for like the last six years. Um, the lady that runs the volunteer, Tyra McMeans, Tyra, shout out to Tyra, I know you listen to my show. Uh, she presented me with a certificate of achievement um, for the fact that I sacrificed my, my chance at, you know, cause you win 7,500 to 10 grand for winning your category. And then if you win the whole thing, you win a hundred thousand dollars. And uh, if you're looking at the screen now, the gentleman, the, the, the young man that's on there now, he was last year's champion. Um, I I actually I can't say that I groomed him, but I, I picked him to win all of it last year, and he did. And so um, when 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 Tyra gave me this 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 plaque, this certificate of achievement for your sacrifice and everything you did with the World Foods, I mean, you know, it's not too many things to move you to tears. But it wasn't on the stage. It wasn't in front of everybody. I think that's what she wanted, but I was ready to leave. Uh, so she gave it to me in the volunteer room. And it was just like one of the biggest things. It was just a simple plaque that said thank you, right? And sometimes you have to understand for the health and wellness of the mind, because, you know, my my, my show was built on that, is those thank yous, accolades, and 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 recognition for people go an extremely long way right i mean it goes to a level that most people don't necessarily understand even though it seems minute but that piece of paper that you know frame that she put it in it just spoke volumes to the sacrifices that we make right i mean i i I mean i gave up a chance to win a hundred thousand dollars to make sure that my kids were straight right? I don't know too many people that would do that, you know, and uh, was it a hard decision? Yes, (laughs) it was definitely a hard decision, but it was so rewarding. It was worth it, and then when the barbecue kids took fourth place with all freshmen and one senior, and that one senior, the one senior was actually captain of my culinary team. He wasn't even captain of the barbecue team, right? So, They had, of course, they had someone that couldn't make it and be a part of it. And, uh, you know, they're still in school. So if you don't have your school grades and stuff together, then you can't participate. Right. And um, I'm not saying that will happen to a kid, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. But and so my man Garrett, he had to step in and and do barbecue. And he hadn't had to do barbecue all year because he's been competing with the culinary side. And he came in and got like eighth place for his brisket with probably, I don't know, maybe two or three weeks worth of true practice in doing it. And uh, he was a little beat up about it. And I told him, I said, Garrett, you got to think you've been practicing culinary with me and, and Chef Rob, I don't know, for the last two, three years now, where we're making elaborate plates and having to research recipes and creating, you know, an entree uh, and a, uh, a dessert and an appetizer, not just focused on, you know, barbecue or smoking, right? And, you know, and it gave him a little bit, you know, a little bit more positive vibe. Because I'm like, you just took all freshmen and came in fourth place. And you weren't even on the barbecue team three weeks ago. I said, just see how bright your future is going to be. So that was just a recap for the week. Because I spent all week at the World Food Championships uh, here in Dallas from what was it November 9th through the 13th. you know oh and shout out to Chef Mary. Oh my God, she needs a plaque for her awards of what she did this past week. you know uh, uh, you know my other half she was just a, a, a titan in putting things together, you know uh, uh, helping all of us champion chefs, you know put out these these chairman table dishes and and being able to run that along. I mean she did a phenomenal job. Shout out to uh, you know uh, chef Raymond too. You know, I know Chef Raymond listens to the show, man. Um, you helped last year's champion get those steaks out on time. So, but that's just the fun stuff, you know, in my life. You know, I spent my first 10 minutes just kinda, you know, going forward, but let's get into the meat and potatoes of today. You know, I have an incredible guest that I've had an opportunity to be in the same group with probably about a year, maybe coming on two years now. Um, as you know, I always say, I'm, you know, I'm one of the coaches, part of the Extreme Execution platform by uh, Dr. Eric Thomas or ET, the hip hop preacher. And there's a large group of us, it's probably about a hundred plus of us that's in a group that talk on a regular basis. We do Monday night trainings and things of that nature on building our coaching processes. And what's great about it is that all of us as coaches, we have different processes, we have different ways of teaching and we have different lanes of, of expertise that we're in, but we all bounce off each other, um, use each other's ideas to create, you know, this, this plethora of knowledge that goes, you know, from East, West, North, South, and beyond. And so I had a chance to, um, you know, speak with her, you know, via our our ever so uh, live telegram app uh, that stays, (laughs) that stays busy. And, uh, you know, I put an invite out, you know, to invite some of the coaches out to, to my podcast. And so she was the first from the coaching group, to do it now i'm gonna tell you a little bit about miss dana spencer first of all she has my love and respect because she is from my hometown louisville kentucky not only is she from my hometown we literally grew up four blocks from each other and probably may have met in passing but never actually met four blocks away i calculated it uh dana i went online put my address and the address that you had and i was like she was literally four blocks up the street so um as as her being a vet of 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 louisville go cards right go cats (laughs) from other people right dana is a mother um, to her only son, Justin. You know, she became pregnant in her senior year in college and she quickly realized that she needed the wisdom from the Lord <laughs> to raise her son. We all needed that wisdom, right? She began to read a, a chapter of book of Proverbs daily for years. And the Lord used specific verses from the book of Proverbs to guide her parenting decisions. Think about how powerful that is, you know, uh, uh, using that to guide parenting decisions. Parents are always looking for books on how to parent. And then there's one that's called the basic instructions before leaving earth that we can turn to, but that's another conversation for another show. Now, her first job upon graduating was working in a rental office of a subsidized apartment complex. She purchased her first home in 2002, and she believes that everyone should achieve the blessing of home ownership. Her vision is to help every single mother start, uh, her vision is to help every single mother with her book. A Beginner's Guide to Financial Freedom Through Real Estate. Nearly 50% of women live in poverty due to the lack of knowledge and multiple streams of income. Preach it. Dana wants to help solve the affordable housing crisis by educating single moms on the value and benefits of home ownership, as well as leaving a legacy for their children. She guides single moms daily on a regular basis with everything that she does uh, to achieve financial freedom through investing in real estate. Um, as well as a coach to single moms to communicate with their child's father, which is incredible. By understanding their preference for interacting with people via my favorite thing, the flight assessment, um, you know, which has gone of uh, quite a few name changes, you know, but it basically is, it, is an assessment that I like to call of you know your passion and your purpose. So, uh, without further ado, Miss Dana Spencer. Come up to the table. I'm a, I'm gonna clap it up for you, cause I don't have my little I don't have my little box to do the digital clap. So I'm gonna clap for you uh today. Dana, how
2: are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, and thank you for that warm welcome. I feel so very very honored to be here.
0: <laughs> well, we're excited to have you. We're excited to have you. Hopefully, uh Yolanda will be able to to uh, join us. She's one of the co hosts, and my other my other um, co-host well my silent co-host is what i call her she's really the the um um the engineer in the background kiana uh she won't be here today but we do have kenny who is the um who is a part owner of intentional talk radio network black owned station and um, he's actually going to be my engineer today so he might chime in with some questions and comments he's he's very insightful so um you know he's got a lot of wisdom with a lot of years of uh knowing how this game works so but Back to you. So Dana, in your own words, and thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate you today. But in your own words, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, um, you know, your upbringing and your background and uh, why you love that wonderful city that I grew up in that I love going back to visit on a regular basis, Louisville, Kentucky, the derby city.
2: Yeah, so obviously uh, my name is Dana Spencer, and i um, born and raised in Louisville, Kentucky. We just lived in Kansas City, Missouri for like a year out of my life, and I realized Kansas City was way too big. And um, like you said, I, I am a single mom. I um, got pregnant my senior year in college, and when I graduated, it wasn't like, oh, let me find a job in my major. It's like, no, you got another mouth to feed. You just got to get a job. So um, just jumped in, got a job and um, fast forward, I ended up um, buying a house in 2002 and it was not, you know, the the dream house. It was the dream house in a sense because I had a, a friend of mine and she had a house that her house matched the brick to her garage. And I just thought that was so cool because in the hood where I grew up, you know, there weren't any houses with garages. So whenever I would go over her house and would ride through her neighborhood, you know, that was my dream. I want a house where the the brick matches the garage. And so I was able to um, buy that house. It was actually an estate and it was like $89,000 and it wasn't, it smelled awful. (laughs) And so what I wanted to let everybody know is, you know, you don't have to get the prettiest house on the block. You can let things naturally appreciate, and we'll probably talk about that a little bit later. But um, just excited to be here, and I was in um, corporate America, and um, I met a lady about two, three years ago that said, retirement is a number, not an age. And I thought to myself, huh? Because we've never heard that before.
1: And I right? uh, ended
2: up um, buying into her mentorship program. And what I found is that my thought was, if I can make $30,000, $40,000 a house by um, renovating it or flipping it, if I did this three or four times a year, then I could replace my W-2 salary. So I was on a quest to, to follow that path. And in March of this year, I ended up leaving corporate America and, and doing real estate full time.
0: Ooh, like I said, I don't have my box today to give you all the digital clapping. So I'm going to clap for you today. Outstanding. So, so real estate, what, what sparked the interest for you to go into real estate? Right. Um, like I said, we grew up in the same hood, like, like literally the same hood. So if you either parked on the street or you had a carport, nobody had a garage, <laughs> right? I'm <Good laughs> said the garages was for, uh, 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 everybody listening won't know none of these places, but Unless you're from Louisville, you know the garages was out in PRP, right? <laughs> garages was out in Fairdale, you know. In the hood, you had you had a carport with with concrete slab that might have went to your backyard, or you parked on the street. You no know, garages, you know, right. you know. Not not in, our, in the area of the hood. Maybe somebody did have some. We just didn't know them growing up. I didn't know them. You I know, didn't my know. uncles, <laughs> my uncles had guards, you know, in the in, on the front lawn you know, two or three cars on the front lawn with a, uh, with a tarp over it. That was what we called a garage, <laughs> right? Right, see? And you're laughing because Dana, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We grew up in the right. same look, you know? Or if you had
2: off-street parking, you would really, you had made it up to the east side if you had off-street parking like a slab in the back.
0: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Put that little concrete, little concrete square in the back. <laughs> had the little chain link face. But anyway, oh man, we can sit here and laugh about that all day. Uh, uh, So
2: what sparked your interest to get into real estate? Yeah, so I get this question a lot. And I think it was from my grandfather because what I didn't realize, my mom said that when he would go and buy property, what he would do was he would build another house on that lot and Mm -hmm. he would let, you know, one of the children stay there or somebody who was visiting, let somebody else stay there. And even when I was in high school, and he probably was in his sixties, we ended up, he moved to Fairdale and then we ended up, he bought a house downtown in the Russell neighborhood and you know how sometimes they'll have those restrictions. And so he had to actually live in the property for a year in order for the city to pay for some renovations. And I remember even at 60 some years old, we did that. So we would catch the bus over there. So seeing him make all those types of moves and, and getting real estate regardless of what the obstacle was, I think that was the first um, seed that was planted inside of me that real estate was something that you wanted. And we always lived in a house. We never lived in an apartment. When we were in Kansas City for a year, that was the only time I ever lived in an apartment. So just having a house is just something that I believe was just in my blood.
0: Nice, nice. So so how many properties have you uh, purchased um, since, since 2000? Well, let's see, you just walked away from corporate America. So how many properties have you purchased in the last, what, 20 years, I would say?
2: I have two properties. I have the property that I actually lived in, and then I have a property that I purchased to renovate um during the pandemic.
0: Nice, nice. And it was enough for you to uh, uh re- retire your uh, your corporate job, huh?
2: Yes, it was enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, see that see, see, sometimes it don't have to be three or four thirty thousand dollar houses. It could be one million dollar house. I'm just saying, you know, retirement re- retirement is a number, not an age, right? You know, right. That's gonna be the running theme for the rest of this show because I don't think my listeners are really understanding what that means when she says retirement is a number, not an age, right? And uh <laughs> anybody that listens to my show knows that I've always said that I got about three more years before I retire, right? And uh it, it had nothing to do with age. I didn't want to wait to 59 and a half and 65 and wait on all the other stuff. You know, I was like, who told us that retirement was 65? What if I want to work at 65, right? What if I still want to have a job? It's my prerogative. There is no retirement age. It's a number that you place, right? Cool.
2: Absolutely.
0: So now we're going to talk about a little bit about the impact of real estate, um, you know, especially in the black community, especially with you coming from the, the aspect of a single mother, right? Um, uh, speaking of that, your your one son, how is he doing? Where, where What has he done, you know, uh, impactful? He probably owns, you know, uh, four plexes by this time.
2: It's so funny that you would say that. So he was smart enough to do what they call house hacking. So living with someone else. (laughs) So he house hacked until his job relocated him to Columbus, Ohio.
1: And so he was in a
2: relationship. So he didn't want to jump in and buy a house like his mother suggested that he do moving to Columbus. So he ended up living in an apartment for a year. And he's actually looking for a house right now as we speak. Oh, okay. Well, I, I see
0: him, but you know, that's kids. You know, there was a lot of things we didn't listen to from our parents. Right. Even though right. they gave us the, they gave us the game and plenty of time. They told us what was up before. We didn't find out till we became their age. Like, oh, you know what? Probably should have bought that house. You know, when my credit was like, you know, 700 and I had no credit cards. <laughs> you know, there was there was no income to debt ratio at that time. Right.
2: Right. And that's the other thing that I want to to help to teach younger people like the millennials and the Gen Z, if I can teach them what I know now at their young age, because to your point, a lot of times we don't listen to our parents. But if another adult comes along and gives us some game, we are typically ready to run somebody else's play as opposed to what our parents tell us. So if I can help the millennials and the younger folks with the wisdom that I have now, that'll be a win-win as well
0: excellent excellent yeah the, the 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 youth of this generation just just need to be put up on game because they have um the biggest opportunity to really become you know wealthy at a rapid rate you know um the the introduction of the internet you know get cuts out i don't know days worth of research you know for them uh you know nana the, like i said you bought your first house in 2022 i'm pretty sure you flipped through a lot of books You drove to a lot of properties. You know, you got some realtors to to open doors for you. You had to actually go physically see it. I mean, these kids nowadays, you know, they can hop online and get a virtual tour of somebody's house, right? You had to go see the property physically. You can go online and pull up all the previous tax assessments. You can pull up the last 20 years worth of owners. Uh, You can find out the soil deposit ratios. You, You know what I mean? It's like, it's it, it, in my mind, it's like it, it should be nearly impossible for them not to find the information except for not having the direction, which is where you and I as coaches come in because they don't have the direction. It's out there. They just don't know what they're, you know, they just don't know what to look for, in all honesty, more than. And
2: to your point, there's so much information that you need a coach to guide you because if not, all you do is take in all of this information and then you don't have a clear path forward because all you have is noise. Almost, you you have all this information and no guidance.
0: Right, right. So I got a question that just that just came in through the uh, through the chat line. So uh, it, it it it's not on my list of questions. So it's <laughs> all good. That's the that's what i love about the text chat line you know you get those you get those extra extra people that are thinking thinking differently so the question is um can you speak a little bit about buying property as an antidote to gentrification so uh what else does it say hold up. other people cannot come in and gentrify if you are taking care of the property so um you know that's happening in louisville you know, uh, uh, you know, definitely up there in the east end. Or it's already happened in the east end. I mean, what what uh what 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 home was up there before? Uh because they already got rid of of homes. Um uh, there was there, Beach Terrace. Beach Terrace, not Victory Park, Victory Park didn't have no. Um, oh, what was that in the it was another one in the east.
2: Clarksdale.
0: Clarksdale. Right. So, you know, of course, they tore all that down. They tore down kind of homes and, you know, they got these nice little homes and things like that. You know, what's the importance of buying property, especially in in, in the black community, to prevent those, uh, you know, bigger, bigger real estate developers to come in and regentrify and kind of push out the people of color, you know, and put it in their new homes? Do you feel that buying property, you know, or the importance of buying property as a person of color, especially a single mom as well, uh, is important to help be an antidote or
2: a pushback to gentrification? Yes, I love this question because this is what I try to get people to do because what, and this is my opinion, right? And so what the media does and what I am seeing is that, so the West End of Louisville, they make it seem like it's such a bad place to live, that even the people who are renting in the West End, they have this, oh, I don't wanna buy in the West End. But that's the only prevention against gentrification because if you don't buy a home in the area where you live at now, you're not gonna be able to afford to buy a home in the east end or someplace else. So if you Mm -hmm. don't buy in your local neighborhood, the neighborhood that you're renting in now making somebody else rich, if you don't buy in that area, you won't be able to buy anywhere and then you're going to be homeless. So we have to buy in the neighborhoods where we're renting to prevent other people from coming in and kicking us out. Because what's happening Mm -hmm. now is that if you're renting an apartment or a house, and then somebody an investor comes along and I am an investor so i'm, I'm speaking out the side of my neck, if you will. Right, some I understand I understand some investors are coming along and buying the property and doubling the rent, nobody right. can afford double rent. You know, they're right. not even increasing rent, 50 a $100. They're flat out doubling your rent and maybe even raising it 50%. And so nobody can afford that. So the only way to avoid gentrification is to buy property where you can afford to buy property and bring up the neighborhood so that it is someplace that you want to live as well. Because just think now, if you were to use your, and this is a play that I was going to talk about later but let's say you use your um, your tax refund check. Let's say you get $6,000, dollars $10,000. What if you bought a property with that money? Now I know a $10,000 house, that's gonna need a lot of work. However, if you slowly learn some skills and build relationships with contractors and people who can do the work, you eventually can create a house that you are able to add value to and now it's worth so much more and you can pass this house down to the next generation. So as single moms, we have got to be thinking about our children and how we set them up better than the way we were potentially set up. Just because we weren't handed down a house, that doesn't mean we can't start now and change the trajectory because we are thinking about our children and our children's children instead of just thinking, for our, thinking about ourselves.
0: Man, it's, man, it's all about that, that, that generational wealth. You know, a lot of times, you know, buying that house, you know, and I was like that for a lot of years, you know, buying that house, it was just for me, a place to live in, not thinking that it'd be something great to pass on, you know, to my children and to their children's children. And even if they don't sell it, they may, or live in it, they may be able to rent it out and still get equity, but you keep the house in the family because that, that increases the equity, you know, the overall growth. I know our counterparts You know, that's the same thing that they do, you know, the one percenters. That's what they do with their families. You know, when they buy homes and buy properties and buy businesses, you know, they already have clauses in there that this trust owns this trust that owns this trust, which is owned by this kid, this kid, this kid, or this brother, this sister, and it gets passed down. It's kind of like, you know, when you look at uh, the Waltons at Walmart, right? They have probably, I think they're up to four generations of people that own Walmart, you know, his sons are still, you know, his sons and daughters are still alive and his wife is still alive. So she's still the top owner. But then it goes down to them and then it continues to go down and they, they groom it. And in, in in our community, we have to get back to that understanding. And one of the great ways to start is is real estate. More people have become wealthy in real estate in this country than anything else. Yes. Anything else, even Bitcoin, even Bitcoin, all the things they produced in the last 10 years, of million and billionaires, real estate is still the number one biggest way to get rich, stay rich, and attain true generational wealth going forward. So I'm excited that you brought that up. So and speaking of that, when we're talking about equity and growth, what 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 are some of the the ways, right? That someone could build equity with buying a, a, a property that is of a lower value. Uh, again, I'm gonna talk about Louisville, you know, the, you know, in the West End, you know, those homes, some of them homes is, you know, $10,000, $15,000 because they're terrible. And even the better homes that should go down to, you know, the parkway, you know, most of them, none of them really get up into the 50s, 60s, and 80s, right, just because of what they consider to be the area. What are some of the things that, that, that a single mother or, you know, a person of color in the community buying one of those homes, what are some of the things that they could do to help build the equity for that home.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you want to add value. So for example, the house that I purchased as rental property, I paid $30,000 for it. So it needed a tremendous amount of work. So Mm -hmm. bought it for 30,000 and then put $82,000 worth of work into it. So that was Mm -hmm. It was four bedrooms, one and a half bath. So I took the half bath and made it a whole bath. That's like one of the best ways that you can really um, increase the equity is by either making a half bath a full bath, or if you can create another bathroom altogether without it costing you know too much money. That's a great way to build equity in the property, as well as you know replace. I added you know the HVAC the um, The hot water heater was in the cellar in the basement and in the in the water was getting in there. So I brought that up to the first floor so that you wouldn't have to go down there if something were to happen, as well as replace the floor, you know, new drywall, just every just about everything replace it new. And so that was like $82,000. So the 30, the 82. So I was in at like 112 and the property appraised for 145. So what you want to do is buy low add value, and then you have this beautiful magical equity that just happens because you were able to add value to the property.
0: Wow. Okay. So everybody, y'all, y'all, y'all listening to that because a lot of times people want to buy the houses that are a little bit more expensive that are already, what, what's the best phrase? Are we basically almost done or finished, right? She bought a $30,000 property and invested 80 grand into it. So now the total total you know, cost to her was 112, right? But then sold it for 444, and you get the well, equity in the it. home.
2: Say I again? actually kept that. I actually kept the property. It was just appraised at 145. So here, here comes the cheat code. I'm about to give you the cheat uh, code. Okay, yeah, give it to me. I thought you sold that one, so you no, kept no, no, no. that one. Okay. No, no. So when you sell the property, that's when you have to pay capital gains taxes right but if you do what's called a refinance so in order to do that work you know they have all kind of loan products out there that you know you can buy the property and get renovation costs built into those loans that's called a 203k that's an fha product that you can definitely um, do your research on that's an amazing product that you can buy the property for a one price and then have built-in costs to do the repairs and that's a great way to add value as well but you buy the property you can use what they call a hard money lender to give you money for a short period of time the interest rate is a little bit higher but don't be afraid of high interest rates and then after the work and the repair has been done when you refinance the property when you do the refinance then you are able to pull some of the equity out of the property as well as to get it on a 30-year mortgage So when you do the refinance, I was able to pull out $30,000 and I still own the property and I have a section eight tenant in the property that's paying me $1,200 and my mortgage is like five something. So you do the math as to how much I'm making a month, as well as I was able to pull equity out of the property. So that's the cheat code. You don't, necessarily want to sell because you have to pay capital gains taxes when you sell but since i still own the property i don't pay any taxes on the money that i pulled out
0: wow did y'all hear that cheat code for anybody that's trying to get into real estate you single mothers out there that's listening to the show and all and all my people uh, that listen to the sound of my voice she just gave y'all the cheat code Think about that, just think about the increase in equity, because the next question I was gonna ask was what are three advantages to owning real estate, especially as a single mother? One of those is building that equity. I mean, you take a $30,000 home, invest into it, and now it's 144, and, and then she gives you the, the what was that tax form again? Put it up there to get the 204,
2: is that what you said that form was? The, um, the type of loan is called a 203K, two zero three K. And that is a loan that will, they will lend you the purchase price as well as they'll lend you the money to renovate the property. One of the main conditions is that you have to live there. And so you're going to live there anyway. So that's definitely a good product. And you only have to put down 3.5% since you're going to be living there.
0: I hope y'all getting this. This is good stuff. You know, my show is all about health and wealth. She's giving y'all the wealth cheat codes now. I hope you're taking notes.
1: Can I bring up you know, something real are, quick, Andre? There's
0: going to this, uh, gonna be listening to this on the recording. I hope you write this down and rewind it.
1: Andre, can uh, I bring something uh, up? A single
0: mother coming out of Louisville, Kentucky, growing up in the same hood I have, replaced her full-time corporate job with buying properties. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about.
1: Andre, can you hear me? Yes. Can you I just hear want, me, Kenny? Yeah, I just wanted to bring something up. I just showed something, and it showed little houses for... Is a one bedroom one house, one bedroom one bath house for twenty five thousand dollars over in, Lewis, in Louisville, and I'm thinking yes. to myself, why would you rent an apartment for a thousand dollars a month or more? A thousand dollars a month or more, when you can buy a house for twenty five thousand dollars? Now, obviously, it's not going to be the greatest house in the world, but it it doesn't make any sense to continue to rent when you've got something like that. You can live there put in some sweat equity and then eventually sell it and move on. But that's just what I wanted to bring up. There, there are ways to do it. I completely agree.
0: Well, you could even build it up. I mean, think about it, uh, Kenny, cause you bring up a great point, you know, even with people that didn't have the greatest credit, right. Most banks, you know, most people can come up with 10% of 20,000. Right. Cause you know, the, you know, banks always ask for 10%, 20% down. But if the house is, you know, $20,000, they ask for 10%. I mean, most people can come up with $2,000 to buy that house.
1: You now, can put that on a credit money. card.
0: Yeah. You know uh, um, she was talking mm. about tax returns. I, I know people that get, you know, six to $10,000 worth of tax returns. and can buy two or three of those properties with a down payment and, and get the, what is it? The 203k loan and all the other things like there we just don't have the knowledge to do it. And that's what coach dana brings to the table she brings that kind of knowledge like i had never heard of the 203k loan program right and uh, I, I consider myself to be pretty decent you know in the real estate market i've you know made some money but i had never heard of that program you know and uh, now i'm going to be going to do some research on their program especially at 3.5 percent you know i mean the advantages are out there you know and 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 coach dana has put this together Now it's modeled for single mothers, but that model is a business model that can be used for anybody. Absolutely. That doesn't, that doesn't change. You know, it's just that her ministry and her focus, you know, her coaching is for single mothers because of what she knows because of her background, you know, how she had to be a single mother senior year of college. Right. And had to figure it out. So, um, Nana, so what advice would you give, you know, um, a, a single mother that wants to start a real estate journey, similar situation. She may have one kid, two kids, you know, she's out there on her own. I don't know, working a $20 an hour job or even working corporate America. What's, what's some advice or some tips that you would give her, you know, to, to really start this journey and take it to the next level.
2: Yeah. So I would definitely suggest to keep your expenses as low as possible um in terms of uh all the extracurriculars you know one of the first moves that I had to make and I don't know how many people still have cable but when when the budget got tight that was the first thing that had to go like I cut off cable like when cable was popular (laughs) we cut it off right and so definitely you want to keep your expenses low and then when you get ready to buy and obviously pay your bills on time so that your credit score can be decent Um, Your credit cards, the balances should be less than 30%. That improves your credit score as well. And um, you also want to, to buy property and to position yourself. It's all about positioning yourself. You know, maybe you can't buy property right now, but you are doing the thing so that maybe this time next year, you're ready to buy. And don't feel like you have to buy at the top of the market. So let's say you are ready to buy, your credit score is good, and you're in a position to buy. Don't feel like you have to buy the $200,000 house. Just because the bank says you can afford that $200,000 house, you don't have to buy that because you don't want to be that financially strapped. So mm-hmm. that's what we do. We spend too much on housing, and then we can't do the things that we want to do. So then we're charging too much, and it just puts you in a bad situation. So I would suggest buying that house that is $100,000, $75,000, $50,000, and then fixing it up so that you have the equity built in. It's almost like buying a new car. You know how they say, don't buy a brand new car because you're paying top dollar. But then when you pull it off the lot, it's not worth as much. It's the reverse. You want to buy a cheaper house and let nature do its course in terms of when you add value to it it's going to automatically be worth more as the years go on. When I bought my house for 89,000 in 2002 and you don't have to get things fixed right away. The funniest story, I feel like my closet door was off track for years. Like off uh-huh. track for years. So when I one of the first calls that I got from my new resident to fix something was the closet door and I'm like just deal with it. But I'm like oh wrong. Okay, get somebody <laughs> else to fix it. Like you don't have to fix things right away. That's the biggest thing. Everybody is like oh my goodness, I'm so afraid of maintenance. But when you buy a house, you build relationships. I'm afraid that the toilet's going to stop up. Well, guess what? There are people that like to unstop toilets. They're called plumbers. So you're building relationships with the people who can help you to solve the problems. Instead of saying, I can't buy a house. I can't do this. I can't do that. My challenge to you is to say, how can I, how can I buy a house? How can I figure this out so that you can set yourself up as well as to set your children up financially to put them in a better spot than what you are in. So those are definitely some of the cheat codes and buy low, And let the appreciation naturally be worth more. Sorry. So my house that I paid $89,000 for in 2002, today is worth over $200,000. And that's just the neighborhood. So you you find a house in a good neighborhood that's probably the ugliest house on the block and you get that house and you fix it up little by little and then slowly but surely, it'll be worth just as much as the rest of the houses on the block
0: outstanding listen to the cheat codes let's go that's what I'm talking about coach dana coming on here dropping the gems and the nuggets for for uh, uh the health and wealth show here with chef andre so um so dana speaking of that we're gonna fast forward a little bit to um you have a book out that is for single mothers can you tell um us a little bit about the book um give us some you know some key nuggets from the book and then where they can find it to purchase the book. And um, and and I, I believe you said you have a webinar coming up tomorrow as well, a free webinar. So tell us a little bit about the book and then go into the webinar.
2: So yeah, the book is called A Beginner's Guide to Financial Freedom Through Real Estate. And the first three chapters talk about mindset, relationship, and your squad. So you definitely have to have a transformed mindset. And that is, real estate is just about solving problems. Mm -hmm. And if somebody had told me that from the beginning, I'd be like, oh, that's what it is. And I know you're a single mom. You're like, I don't want any more problems. These are good problems, but you just have to surround yourself with the people who can help you to solve the problems. So the mindset of no longer saying what you can't do, because the, the poor people, we teach our children what we can't do, the rich people teach their children, how can I, how can I figure this out? So having that mindset shift and then building those relationships with the key people that are going to help you to solve the problems. And then the squad, the people that you hang around. Oh, thank you. There you go. The uh, the squad that you hang around, people who are further along in the process than you, and that's going to motivate you and to help you to realize, you know what, there's nothing different than myself or the other people. God is no respecter of persons, what he did for others, he will do for us. So just make sure that you are constantly setting yourself around like-minded people as well as people who are further along in the journey than you are. And then I just walk you through the process of how you you can purchase property. And I give the example of the property that I purchased as well, that increased in in the appreciation. So you can get the book on Amazon and on um, Barnes & Noble and uh, yeah, and then I have a webinar tomorrow. It's a free webinar. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be talking about the three secrets that coaches are not telling you, um, the three things that um, new investors, the biggest problems that they face, and then um, how to acquire your first property.
0: Outstanding. And so for anybody listening to this, the first person that text uh, the 682 no matter when you're listening to this and you type in there um coach dana's book if you send that text to 682-710-1101 again 682-710-1101 and it says coach dana's book i'm gonna buy a copy and mail it to you free for the single mothers okay the first single mother that, that, that text 682-710-1101, 682 710 You will get a free copy of Dana's book, Financial Freedom on behalf of Menu Mondays with Chef Andre, just for Coach Dana coming on. That's going to be my gift to whoever texts that first. So I know somebody's going to text and then hopefully before we get to the end of the show, somebody will go ahead and text that. And uh, if you're not a single mother, It's okay. Text anyway, and give it to a single mother. All right. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So cool. Oh, coach, then the last thing, uh, tell us about your coaching program. Walk us through some of the steps. I know you're doing a webinar tomorrow to do some of the, uh, some more of those cheat codes. And I know you, you and I both use the survey, the assessment, the flight, uh, the disc, the thousand names that we all call it differently as coaches. Tell us a little bit about your coaching program. And uh, how you use the 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 assessment or survey, you know, in your coaching.
2: Yeah, so I give the assessment at the beginning because understanding your behavioral preferences in those key areas of how you solve problems, as well as especially the pace in the environment, and then how you deal with how you deal with other people, how you influence other people and how you respond to rules and other people's rules and so knowing how you fall in the spectrum that really helps me in term, and it will help you as well that when things get hard how you respond because when it showed up when I was investing in real estate and it started getting hard and after that third break in I was like I'm done I'm selling it I quit I'm i'm flying right and so understanding you we can have those conversations up front so that when they happen we're like well we we talked about this remember we're not going to run away from the situation we're going to solve this problem and figure out how can we make it work as opposed to you know running from the situation so i use the assessment to help other people as well as understanding who's that air traffic controller The one that's going to need all of those details and those spreadsheets in analyzing property, I'm going to give that person a lot more time because they need the the details as well as, you know, someone who is a pilot. They're going to tend to move very, very quickly. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's make sure the numbers pan out. Let's make sure this is a good deal first. So knowing all of that up front is how I use the assessment. And then i'm just going to help coach you through the program help you to find the property that's going to be a good deal that's going to meet your goals that's the first thing that we do as well after the flight assessment is figuring out what what's your goal for the property what are you trying to do are you wanting a short-term rental are you wanting a long-term rental do you want to flip what's the goal of the property do you want this do you want to buy a property now for your grandchild so that when they're 18 years old the property will be paid for and you can give it to them So just figuring out what your goals are, and then I'll help, you know, walk you through the process so that you can obtain your, whatever your goal might be, whether that's more money for vacations, whether that's spending more time with the grandchildren, whether that's just having a couple extra hundred dollars as breathing room. So I'm going to help you to accomplish whatever your financial goals are with that particular property.
0: Outstanding. Outstanding. And, and, and for most of my guests, you guys know what the assessment is about because I've said it, you know, several times, but for some of the ones that don't, it, it's basically a behavioral understanding of how you how you move and maneuver. Um, you know, I call it the, uh, the, the purpose survey, right? Um, you know, your passion and purpose survey. And so basically it's just going to give tendencies, not exactly who you are, but tendencies you tend to. Gear torch, And of course, you know, you heard coach Dana say, you know, your air traffic controllers are all about having all the information, you know, your grounds crew wants everybody together, you know, your flight attendants of your, you know, your outgoing, you know, loving people and your pilots are, you know, most time of your, your leaders and very, you know, very direct. And so we use these different assessments to help uh, us as coaches be better in helping you achieve your goal. Right. And that's why we use this and. You know, Coach Dana is just an example that it doesn't have to necessarily be in a, you know, in a certain field of coaching. She's in real estate and she uses, you know, the assessment to help coach people through real estate. You know me, I'm in the, you know, I'm in the health and food space, right? And in the restaurant uh, development space, I use it the same way. How does my client think so I can give them and, and structure them in the right way to be successful in whatever their endeavors are? So, uh, and we'll be talking more and more about the, uh, you know, the flight assessments and the surveys, you know, going forward, you know, in the show, because I got a few more coaches going to come on and I love to hear everybody's different perspectives. So, excellent. Well, Coach Dana, it has been a pleasure. It has been my honor to have you on today. It was exciting to have you, especially coming from my hometown. What better fitting to have the <laughs> first coach from Extreme Execution being from my hometown. I even got my t-shirt on today. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even realize it until I happened to just look down right now. I have on my t-shirt even, um, uh, to, 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 have you on today. I am, I am so thankful your knowledge and your cheat codes have been absolutely phenomenal today. Um, uh, but before we leave, please let the listeners know where they can find you, your website, social media, um, you know, where they can go to find the link to sign up for your free webinar tomorrow. Let them all, they, let them know all their good information.
2: Yeah, so you can find me on Facebook at Dana Spencer, as well as on LinkedIn, Coach Dana Spencer, and I, on Facebook, you will find my website, the website, the link to the um, free webinar that's tomorrow, and I'm working on my TikTok, so I'm, I don't even know how to get to me on TikTok, so I'm <laughs> working on that platform since I do want to help the millennials and the Gen Z, so I'm starting on TikTok as well. And then my website is just CoachDanaSpencer.com. So the website is CoachDanaSpencer.com.
0: Excellent, excellent. And remember, you guys, you can find her book on Amazon. Anybody that texts that number when they listen to this program will get a free book. Um, CoachDanaSpencer.com. I'm pretty sure you can go there and find all her social media links as well on there, but you can find Coach Dana Spencer. I found her on LinkedIn pretty easily as well. So yeah. Um, So coach, just to close up the rest of the show, any final words that you want to give to everybody that's listening?
2: Yes. So I would just, just to reiterate, not to say what you can't do, right? Figure out a way, just figure it out. Don't be paralyzed with what everybody else is or is not doing. Like stop listening to all the noise, all the negativity about potentially owning property we, our ancestors could not buy property, right? We were property. And so Mm -hmm. to not buy property to me is, is an indictment against them. So they fought so hard so that we could buy property. So we should do it because we can. And you don't want to put yourself in the position to where somebody else is in control. Somebody else can come along and double your rent. Somebody else can come along and just decide to kick you out And put you on the streets you want to be in control of your destiny as well as for your family so don't let somebody else have that type of power over you so let's go out and let's get us some property let's change the trajectory and let's pass this wealth down to generations to come
0: outstanding generational wealth man health and wealth for the future of my people and who are my people you listening to the sound of my voice now well coach dana again thank you so much coming from the derby city you know uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to take that first saturday in may and go down to churchill downs and have us a couple of mint <laughs> juleps together and watch some horse racing you know i haven't you know I, ha- I haven't been to the derby in quite some time so we're gonna have to make that an official gathering there uh, uh my, my, my 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 sister you know so <laughs> outstanding well That has been today's show. Um, I I thank everybody for tuning in. You guys have been absolutely phenomenal. Um, Again, Coach Dana, thank you for joining today. It's always an honor and a pleasure.
2: I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, uh, it's always an honor and a pleasure to have fellow coaches come come on to the podcast, be able to share their joy, share their love, and actually get an opportunity to get some free advertisement you know, a Black-owned network, that we're really just trying to really uh, continue our strength in the media game and what we're doing and having people don't like you that are incredible hosts, that know how to conduct themselves and more importantly, know their area of expertise. So um, thank you for coming on today, sharing that with it. And all you single mothers out there, you know, uh, there's somebody out here who is doing, did, and will continue doing what you wanna do. So look up Coach Dana Spencer to give you that help uh, as a single mom to build that capital, to build that equity that you are needing to leave that legacy for your children and beyond. But that's today's show. As always, tune in every Monday, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, to discuss many topics that are all centered around health and wealth, because that is the future of my people and who are my people. You listen to this podcast now. We have some some exciting things going on here at ITRN, and uh, anybody if you're looking, you want to be a part of it, you should consider sponsoring the show. It's a very nominal fee. You get an opportunity to have your commercial at the beginning, middle, or end, or all three, you know, for you. But. You know if you if you're looking for an opportunity somewhere to sponsor somewhere to put your name in some in some lights and get you know quite a few people from here to dubois that actually listens to your show consider sponsoring the show consider sponsoring the network and continue our goal of being a premier black broadcast at an internet station that is for us by us so if you have any um want to do any sponsorship contact me um on my dm on instagram at b game coaching you know, B Game Coaching. You can catch me there. And of course, you know, my name is Andre Game. So you can Google me and find my other social media pages. But B Game Coaching is where I uh, respond to all the sponsorships and things of that nature. So Coach Dana, thank you again. It's been absolutely wonderful. Um, and uh, Kenny, you got anything for you close out of my special guest?
1: It's been a, a wonderful show. Great, great, great information. And we've got another program on uh, that comes on Thursdays with uh, Legacy uh, Home Loans, and they've got a, close, uh, a program called Closing the Gap with Legacy Home Loans, and they've got a program for buying homes for uh, black folks. So we are really doing this. We're really proud of you, Dana, and this is outstanding, outstanding.
2: Thank you so much. Thanks again for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun.
0: Excellent, excellent. And Coach Dana, don't worry, you you're you going to be back. You got to give me some right. updates on these new properties. You got to tell me about your, your son and his first purchase in Columbus. And we're going to have to go from there.
2: Awesome,
0: awesome. Exactly. All right, we'll see you guys next week. I love you. I